So there was a tweet I saw on Twitter, obviously, and it was from Warren Sharp of or at Sharp Football and Sharp Analytics, whatever. Um, NBC Sports, I think, too. Um, but he posed the questions or questions of basically saying, predict the five starting quarterbacks for week one with these certain teams. So with Denver, you had Teddy Bridgewater or Drew Locke, San Francisco 49ers, Trey Lancer, Jimmy Garoppolo, New Orleans Saints, Taysom Hill or Jameis Winston, Chicago Bears, Andy Dolan or Justin Fields, and then the Wingo Patriots, Cam Newton or Mac Jones. So if we're going in that order, I mean, I have to go Denver right now just based on what I've seen in the preseason and um, just based on Drew Locke's um, longer stint with the Broncos, it would make sense that he would be the week one starter in my mind. Um, now, that doesn't mean Teddy Bridgewater could could eventually come in if Drew Locke is interception happy like he was last season to where I think he actually had more interceptions than he did passing touchdowns last season. Um so that's where I'm I'm thinking of going on that route. And like I said, Locke has put in decent performances this season so far, uh, or sorry, this uh, preseason uh, so far. Um, let's see. We go back to the first one, you know, nine for 1480 yards. The Bridgewater did outperform him when they were playing Seattle on this was Saturday, so two days ago. And then the first game when they played the Vikings on the 14th, yeah, Drew Locke, five for seven, 151 yards, two touchdowns. So a stat line that, like that, it's, you know, it, I mean, I could carry recency bias, no doubt, on that. I mean, Bridgewater has also been pretty good, too. I, I don't know why I'm thinking Drew Locke is so much better, but uh, I think... Yeah, I think it's because Drew Locke has been there before. He knows the system a, a tad bit better than Bridgewater, even though Bridgewater has been in the league longer. Um, yeah, uh, I I got I gotta go gotta go with Drew Locke um, for for that competition. The next one, Lance Garoppolo, San Francisco 49ers. I would think Kyle Shanahan and the Niners organization would want to have Jimmy Garoppolo in there and have Lance, you know, sit behind him for a year, kind of do like the Mahomes thing with Smith in, in Kansas City. Um, like Alex Smith, uh, was, who played that whole season, and then Mahomes came in the next season and, of course, had a, a really good um, first, well, technically first-year campaign. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I think – Jimmy G hasn't done anything to make people be like, okay, Trey Lance has to go in. And granted, Trey Lance has played pretty well. I think he had two touchdown passes uh, in Sunday night's game. I think it was. I think it was yesterday uh, in in that preseason game against the Chargers. Um, but I think you have to have uh, Jimmy Garoppolo still be your starting quarterback. The New Orleans Saints, I'm actually watching the tail end of this game right here. It's 
Jaguars at the Saints for this preseason exhibition game. Um, saw both, of course, both Winston and Taysom Hill. I think Winston got the starters reps in this game. I expect that to stay the same because what you can do with Taysom Hill is if you make him, say you make him the starter, you're limiting his you know true potential as a football player. I think... I think if you put him in the quarterback position, you are limiting what he can do. Granted, he can he throws a decent pass, of course, and he has the running ability. But if you put Jace, uh, Jameis Winston in, that allows you to utilize Taysom Hill like you would if Drew if Drew Brees was the starting quarterback for the team. Still, it's where Taysom Hill can be on punt or kick return. He could play tight end, um, potentially play a wildcat quarterback situation. It, I think it allows the Saints to be able to have a more um, versatile offense and, and po- it, yeah, it would pose a bigger threat um, to, to teams. And, and that really um, could have, lead to some struggles when it comes to game planning. Um, if you're, I don't know, I mean, just mentioning the teams in the Saints division, if you're like Tampa Bay, Carolina, Atlanta, that's going to be really tough to to adjust to having Jameis Winston at the quarterback position, but then you also have to deal with Taysom Hill, who you don't know what the heck he's they're going to have him do in that game. So to me, you got to have Jason uh, Jameis Winston as your starter leads to um, a little bit more unpredictability for the Saints offense and could lead to a better result. Of course, Winston, you know, if he doesn't manage his interceptions, then you could very well see Taysom Hill in the quarterback spot and they run a little bit different of an offense. But yeah, I, I got to go Winston to be the week one starter for the New Orleans Saints. Now for doing the Chicago Bears. You got Andy Dalton or Justin Fields, um, and this is I, I, and this has been mentioned by many people in in the um, the football space, just the, the sporting space in general. Of will Ryan Pace, the GM, Matt Nagy, the head coach, be patient enough to have Justin Fields sit behind Andy Dalton um, at the start of this season? And you know, I. I 100% think Justin Fields is probably going to be in. Um, and it, I guess it really just depends on how Andy Dalton performs. But um, I think Nagy, the head coach there, is going to be looking for results real quick, um, considering Chicago, you know, barely got into the playoffs, but they were still a playoff team um, filtering between the quarterbacks, Nick Foles and Mitchell Trubisky. So I think they're expecting to be better. You know, getting Andy Dalton, and then of course, you know, you you throw in Justin Fields, um, but Fields has been solid. I mean, he he definitely struggled a little bit more against the Bills in the second game than he did in the first game. Uh, but yeah, the the Bills are, are a completely different team, and um, so yeah, I I, I just the way Justin and and there's there was a one play that is significant in my mind and probably significant in, in a ton of people's minds of when they were uh, Justin Fields goes to drop back to pass and you have a Bills defensive end go completely unblocked. Granted, 
it was helmet to helmet contact, a penalty, but that's not a hit you want to see with your future star quarterback. And and Fields took the hit, and he was thankfully he was fine after that. But um, I think the concern of potentially or the potential concern of the Bears' offensive line um, could lead Nagy to kind of hold off on Fields for a little bit until they really see what Andy Dalton can can do and, and put out on the field in a regular season game. Um, but yeah, there's a situation to where they start maybe one and three, one and four, something like that, then you could very well see Justin Fields out there. Now, I've talked about this previously with the Patriots, of course, because of the, the whole Cam or Mac situation. I I mean, I don't know. I think, to, to me, I just think people are reaching on Cam Newton um, being in this legit QB competition right now. I really think he's the number one guy. I believe what Bill Belichick is saying to the media in all of his press conference when he gets asked about it. Um, and I, I know Mac Jones has been solid, but I, I also think Cam Newton has been pretty decent as well. And he proved that um, more or less in, in the last game. The Washington game was all right. Like, well, he was four for seven for 40 something yards and his like two drives or whatever. Um, but he was much better against against the Eagles, like I said. So, and and then here's another element, and it's, and it's something that I mentioned in, in the previous episode that I did earlier on Monday today. Um, Cam Newton is, is unvaccinated, and if he continues to be unvaccinated, does not to choose to get his shots or shot, um, he's putting himself in jeopardy of just losing this job because, say, plays the first three weeks or whatever, and then he contracts COVID. I mean. At that point, especially if he's unvaccinated, you're going to be in a situation to where he's he's got to be out for at least one game there. And then here comes Mac Jones. And if Mac Jones, you know, performs well, it could be not necessarily not necessarily the Brady Bledsoe situation because you had um, Bledsoe who had the crazy hit to where he had the I'm pretty sure he had internal bleeding or something like it was, it was ridiculous. It was it was insane. Um so it's not necessarily that because it's injury versus illness. Um, but yeah, I mean, you could have a situation to where it's not because of the playing ability, but it's because of an injury or, or the illness, like I was saying, that leads Mac Jones to just take the starting job, um, whether Cam Newton likes it or not. I guess it would be the more similar comparison would be to um, the Tyrod Taylor, Justin Herbert situation. Yeah. Tyrod Taylor and Justin Herbert from the LA Chargers last season to where they were um what what was it? Uh Tyrod Taylor had a got a punctured lung. Um hold on, I, I gotta look this up just to make sure. Um what was it from? I think it was from an injection. Um an injection. I got to Yeah, yeah. So he was getting administered a pain killing drug or whatever and yeah and then the, the chargers team doctor accidentally punctured tyrod taylor's lung and so tyrod taylor had to be out of what game was that that was like a week two or three game and then justin herbert comes in takes over shines as as a rookie quarterback even though the chargers record wasn't necessarily the best thing in the world um still still performs really well 
uh, well enough to win offensive rookie of the year if i'm correct on that and yeah now <laughs> herbert you know was expected to be the franchise quarterback um at some point down the road maybe not that quick but you just have a situation like that that could potentially unfold in new england depending on what happens with cam newton and especially in regards to the to the um the virus and having the more contagious variant is going to be more dangerous to those players who decide to stay unvaccinated. Um, who knows? Maybe the FDA approval that recently just happened could change that for some players. And you see those vaccination numbers start to go up. But uh, for now, yeah, it's it's super concerning, especially when you think the Patriots have a game plan of throwing in Cam Newton uh, for at least a decent amount of the season. And then Mac Jones is able to learn, um, progress that way on the sidelines and then be ready to go for for regular season action, whatever the heck that may be. If it's this season, next season, super early this season, um, who knows? But so. I guess to answer the question, based on Warren Sharp's tw tweet of predicting the week one starter, I got to go with Cam Newton because um, I don't think it would be um, hard to believe that he would get um, COVID or have a COVID issue again um, prior to the September 12th start of the season. I had mentioned the Yankees in in the early episode of Monday and just talking about how they were on the nine game winning streak, they go out and win their 10th game. But I didn't make that connection point of the fact that they were playing the Atlanta Braves. And I had also mentioned that the Atlanta Braves were separating themselves in the NL East away from the Phillies, away from the Mets who are struggling. Uh, and, the Braves have also won nine straight. So you had a battle of two teams who have won nine straight games in a row. And whoever won that, of course, would, would have won 10 straight games in a row. The Yankees win that game. So that's a super impressive win because, um, you know, it's at a, at a certain point, the luck or whatever is going to run out for a team who has a crazy long winning streak. Um, but yeah, so that's, Another super impressive victory, especially against a team who's at the top of their division. Granted, a slightly weaker division than all the other ones, but still a, a really good baseball team um, that's going to be in contention, I would think, in in the postseason. So um, I think it was like a 5-1 victory, so that's good that the starting pitching was good for the Yankees. Um, I, I gotta Let me just check to see who was throwing for them montgomery so yeah montgomery had a very solid outing um actually had more walks and strikeouts but uh so the, so the bullpen also put on a good effort and the yankees did close the game well with two runs in the sixth two runs in the eighth um yeah it, it's yeah this is i mean this is great to to go on a 10 game winning streak take out a team who just also won nine in a row um so yeah, super impressive. If you look at the wild card standings, they're three games ahead of Oakland now. Um, if we're talking about that second place spot, they're two and a half up on the Red Sox for the first place spot. So things are looking um, good. I mean, obviously nothing has changed much in a half a day, but um, 
yeah, just the significance of this win to beat a team like the Braves in Atlanta. Um, super, super important. And the big, big week coming up, especially for the Yankees. Like if we were, if we're going to forecast our schedule here, um, a lot um, of playoff indication is coming down the path here. And of course, like I said, playing Atlanta right now, but then you go and play Oakland in Oakland for it's a four game series from that would be this Thursday to Sunday. Um, so that's, a big opportunity for them to continue to to build that gap at least in the wild card standings and hopefully if they keep winning games they get closer to tampa bay and i know tampa bay has been playing very very well um so they continue to stay away from uh from the yankees but the gap is getting closer and of course when you win your last 10 games and let's see let me do some quick counting here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty. Yeah, twenty and four in the last twenty-four games. So when you're when you're on that hot streak, riding that momentum, um, yeah, super good sign, and and yeah, it, it should leave teams being concerned. Like, okay, this this team is 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 on a roll now, and um, yeah, so we'll see what happens. And of course, if we're looking all the way at the end of the season of the regular season, first three days of October, they're playing the Tampa Bay Rays. So, depending on how this the the basically September goes. Um, you could very well have a situation where the Rays and the Yankees are facing off against each other at the end of the regular season to determine which team gets that top three seed, the division winner, versus the team who would be the top wild card seed, likely. Um, so yeah, I, I'm I'm looking forward to it, and it is great to see the Yankees winning, especially winning a ton of games in a row, 10 in a row, and then 20 of the last 24. Ridiculous.